0: So what do you do? Um, I, mm, I'm still working on it. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we talk about you need to build something. I'll see you then. Hey there, and thank you for joining me for today's podcast of Wisdom Snack. Mwah. Today, we're going to be talking about you need to build something. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. I just took some water before I started. So I am talking about the process of building today because it is something that is a quick way for us to find true north, find our direction, get our mojo back and all of those different things. It is um amazing how in today's world it is so easy for us to do a lot of work and have nothing of tangibility associated with it. And because of that, and this virtual reality uh, that we plunge ourselves into, our 3D bodies are crying out for some type of grounding, some type of stabilization, and some type of tether to be able to hold on. And I just want to ask you, it I don't know what you do, of course, you know because I'm talking to you and I don't know exactly who you are, but thank you for listening. And I want to get you to do a quick inventory of what are things that you build that have tangibleness to them. So like for me, I can go in my office and I can pick up a book that I have written and it's binding and the heft of it lets me know that I built this, I made this. Or daily, I can Look at my kitchen, and I can say, "Oh, I cooked. I made this, you know, dinner." Sometimes I'm assembling. Sometimes I'm doing some alchemy in there, but I'm still building or making something tangible. I was talking to uh, someone today. I actually was uh, doing a guest podcast, and uh, we were talking a little bit. Sorry about that, you guys. Almost knocked something over. Uh, We were talking a little bit about. Uh, how to make a living online and some of the things that people come up against when they get online. And I didn't get a chance to talk about this, although I knew I was going to be talking about this from a podcast, but I did get a chance to explore what it means for people to find their footing in a new arena. And it kind of like made me reminiscent of the fact that whenever you are moving uh, into a new realm with new rules you still have the residual of who you were in in the back that still needs to have something to hang on to until it's time for you to make the clear, clean cut. And I'm gonna just say it. If you're still living, even though you might be total virtual world, you you know, you might be a gamer living most of your life in a virtual world, doing Bitcoin, digital currency, um, having everything delivered so that you don't have to leave your house if you don't want to, you know, and you're able to just do this thing. But there is still the tangibleness of your corporeal body that would really benefit from you having some type of build to what you do in your life. Gary Vaynerchuk, very uh, popular and a uh, profound uh, businessman and speaker talks about the builder class as well. For him, coming up and having worked in his father's business when he was young, and if you follow Gary, you know his story, and I'm not going to retell it here. He um he t- he often talks about what do you produce, what do you build, what do you do, and I don't know uh, that a lot of people sense all the different layers of what that question entails. Because what you do and what you build is so integral to who we are that if we find ourselves just uh, transacting in the realm of just ideas and the uh, just what ifs and probabilities, possibilities and intangibilities, then it can quickly get to the point where you don't build anything. <laughs> Sandcastles in the sky, maybe. Yeah. So I wanted to go back and just look at the role of a builder um, because I'm needing this just as much as anybody else. And being able to go back and look at a profession, uh, and it's different variations. Cause I, I looked at it offline as well as online. Uh, it's an amazing study in this whole concept of we still are encased in a corporeal being, you know, cause let's face it, if you don't take care of your body, then you're going to die. And the way the the hustle and bustle of today is set up, it's easy to forget that the body needs something to do as well. Okay. So let me just talk really quickly about, um, the builder class. Okay. All right. So when we talk about the builder class in the traditional sense, we are talking about someone who builds, um, a building, um, a home, a monument, or some type of edifice um, that can either be inhabited, uh, a place to meet, or even a monument, but that's a builder. And if we look at the builder class online, we quickly find that that is a class relegated to game theory and uh, creating games. And this class, it, it it's funny because it uses the, the word abstract in its definition. So it says, this is the abstract base class that defines all the steps that must be taken in order to cor- correctly create a product. Now they, they want you to understand that when they're talking about build a class online, In a game, it's an abstract one, but it's still a base class. So here is where the wisdom smack has happened for me. As I'm going through and revisiting the whole idea of being a builder, I stumbled upon the fact that a builder can have different levels and different skill sets and goals, and they all... Contribute to helping us be more tethered and more stable in our lives. So let's jump back over to the uh, physical one because that's the one that I'm I'm more comfortable with trying to use as a metaphor for what we're talking about today. And so when you talk about builders um, in the natural sense, you're talking about companies, people, companies and people uh, who produce buildings. And these people can be actual artisans that have their hands in the mix. They're doing the things that they do. And they can be uh, foremen uh, who are managing all of these different people with all of the different plates spinning to get the job done. But then you can move up and have contractors who are Uh, become the big project manager of a building team. And they go out and get the different people. They assemble the team so that it can get done. And then on top of that, you can have, like I said before, the company who is the builder, who hires the contractor or employs the contractor, who puts together a team and then designates foreman. And all of these different Uh, hierarchies of builder, still manage to produce a building. Okay, so let's just hold that right there. And the reason why I want to say that is uh, because when, when we look at finding our way, finding our stability, Sometimes we have to understand that there comes a time when you need to be a hands-on artisan, get your hands dirty, put your hands on it, get in the mix, make it do what it do, and you need to be the one producing the labor. But then mm -hmm, there are other times when you need to be the foreman. You need to be able to know how to do everything that it takes to get something done. But you also have to learn how to start delegating, to ask for help, to let people know when you're in need and not try to go it alone. And then there are other times when you need to be the contractor. You know what needs to be built, but you don't understand the intricacies and it's not for you to have to understand how to do everything because this is definitely not a foreman's task. This is a contractor's task and it needs the strength and the skills um, and the observation, the keen observation that a contractor can bring. Because when you're at that point in your life and you're trying to build something and you may have been a great artisan, you may have been able to do everything, but but right now, this task is too big. It's too complex and you can't do it on your own. And it still doesn't matter. You can't be on the ground trying to uh, work to to get other people uh, like you you know you don't even know the the resources that you need to get it done so then you got to hop over to being a contractor and what that contractor does now this is the power of understanding this builder class and how it applies to our lives because that contractor is probably the least knowledgeable. Of of boots on the ground, what has to happen? And when I say probably the least, I'm going to say that because the contractor, a lot of times, will have been a builder, but in a, a specialty. But when you get to the contracted level, you are running many different departments, many different things. You know, everybody can't be um, an effective electrician, welder, framer, uh, cement pourer. Um, You you just can't do all of those things running around. You'll never get anything done. But a good contractor understands how to have an eye to spot who is the best at that. And not only that, they have a way about them of diplomacy where they're able to get and assemble all of these different experts and keep them happy enough to keep them coming back to the job daily and keep them on task to get the job done on time within budget, hopefully. Okay. And then as I said before, we continue to move up to the builder uh, organization and all of that. Now you're like, okay, Michelle, you know, told me to build something, you know, told me that I need to do it so that my my everyday fleshy self will feel uh, stabilized in this digital world, you know, and told me that the different types of builders and I need to pick to see which one I need. And then you, you just rambling on about these. Why is this so important? <laughs> and what I'm going to say is this. This is so important because it gets you to the point of being able to position yourself where you are able to move from barely surviving to thriving. As I look out on the landscape, and I, I know this because of who I I can usually tell uh regionally because I I, I sense it in empath um empathically when there's a lot of pressure, atmospheric pressure, whatever you want to call it, on um, society. And it's like, wow, there, there's a lot of pressure going on out there. And people are really trying to do what they can with what they have to make it another day. And there comes a time when you have to just figure out what can I use as a shortcut that will help me get my, my mind around. This complexity that's in my life that's that's wrecking my life, and I just want to kind of want to tell you this: that if you're feeling out of sorts, if you're feeling you don't know maybe this way is the right way, maybe this way is the wrong. If you're if you're not having any kind of certainty, if nothing is behaving the way it should be behaving, you're probably in a land of uh, complex issues or chaos. And, you know, we have talked a lot about chaos recently. I tell you, I'm trying to get y'all ready for it. It's coming. It's here. I'm trying to get you ready. And with this chaos or this complex environment that we find ourselves in, there comes a time when you have to go back to the foundations and root around to see which ones are going to help you with the least amount of effort. And as I'm meditating and looking at what's out there, what my life is, what wisdom is laying on my heart, it's like build something. And so now that I've told you about the different builders and all this kind of stuff, let's get real practical and let's talk about how to build something. Now, I don't know about you, but the most practical thing that I can think of that helps people and the reason why a lot of people become builders in the first place is for some type of compensation, whether it be financial, uh, reputation, sense of accomplishment or something. But there is something about building that inherently locks it in together with completion and a completion that can readily be observed by others. You know, like I built this, you know, that kind of thing. And it makes it even sweeter when you get the compensation that's appropriate for it. So, believe it or not, and I'm going to do this, but I think what I'm probably gonna do is I'm probably gonna make it into some kind of challenge and teach it step-by-step, holding our hands as we go through it so that people can understand what this means. And what I'm thinking, and if you're listening to this and you 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 wanna give me some insights, some feedback, check the show notes for how to contact me. I think I want to make this challenge of, Building something, how to build a new job. And when I say a new job, I'm not talking about one that you work for somebody else. I'm talking about how to build a job of your own creation, where you're the boss. And nothing nothing spectacular, just a job. You notice I didn't say a business. I didn't I didn't say a new hustle, just a job. And defining this job, I'm still trying to define it, but this job is going to be something that produces something. And when I say produces something, hopefully something tangible or something that is a goods or a service kind of thing. Now, I will say this. When learning to get reacquainted with that fleshy side of us, we a lot of times feel like we can take ourselves for granted. I've been in my body my whole life, Michelle, and I will definitely agree with you. But what I will also say is that as we continue to grow, a lot of times our relationship with our sense of self changes and and it changes so subliminally that we don't realize it. Um, Have you ever uh, noticed that "Mm, my body don't, that part don't feel the way it used to? and maybe you might be too young to have that yet but it'll happen trust me and i'm not even old it'll happen <laughs> um and so there will be a point of adjustment or a period of adjustment but the good thing about this 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 concept of of building something helps us to get reacclimated to our life in it's totality. So you don't just live in your brain and your emotions all the time. You live in your body as well. I am guilty of being a brainiac to the point where I have to remind myself, Michelle. I know you 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 did your little meditation this morning, but you need to breathe deeply. You need to move your body. <laughs> you need to get back in your body. And the only reason why I know to remind myself of that is because of years of training. As a therapist, that's the only reason why I know. And so I think about that. I'm like, how many times do people, uh, they're unaware that they are so disconnected with themselves that it's it's kind of like a chasm between them as their identity and them as their body. It's a wonder a lot of people don't have, more people have body dysmorphia and other, you know, like phantom limb disorders and all that kind of stuff, because it's treacherous out here in these streets when you're talking about um, staying associated with your sense of total self. So getting back to this building something now, I know I've talked about possibly doing a challenge, but in the meantime and in between time, you know how we like to do it here. We like to be a real practical priestess of uh, wisdom to give you something that is going to help you. And sorry about that beeping if you heard that in the background. Um, And so let's, let's get to it in the last, you know, little minutes that we have today. What I want you to do is I want you to think about something, hopefully, that requires you to use your fine motor skills. And it can be something like a, a arts and a craft. I've talked about this in other podcasts about the the need and the wisdom for having uh, a hobby but it is something about activating your digits if you have them because I, I mean I'm not trying to preclude anybody else from this but and when I say your digits, not just you know your fingers, but if you can do something that employs a, a physical element uh, element to it for some people, it might be uh, learning to knit or knitting and um, putting the things that you knit up on a uh, e-commerce store. For others, it might be something like repairing uh, um, technology uh, that people would like to have repaired. Um, it could; it, The list can go on and on. What I usually like to do when I'm looking at ideas of building something per se, Um, I will go and uh, Wikipedia and I'll just look at a list of hobbies and uh, sometimes people update them and there's something really cool. And when I was younger, um, one of my hobbies was calligraphy and I have been threatening, Michelle, get back into calligraphy. (laughs) And so that's one of the things I'm looking at. There's another hobby. Uh, and, And the reason why I like calligraphy is because you can, you guessed it. You can sell it if you want to. Um, and that that's just great. I'm mean, like, yeah, I'm definitely down for that one. And, uh, and so another one that I was looking at, but then I realized how much equipment and stuff it would take. And I was like, no, I'm not doing all of that. And it was um, uh, pottery. And that kind of thing. I was like, nah, I don't want to do all of that. So, you know, just looking at the different things that you can use and you can do to build. Um, but then there was one that did catch my attention. And I'm putting these out here to hopefully spark some interest under the sound of my voice uh, paper making. That one is at first it was really cool until I realized I have that weird kind of situation where clumpy stuff, if it gets too many holes in it and stuff, I get freaked out. So I was like, I'm not doing that because when you, (laughs) when you're making the paper, it makes these weird kind of configurations. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Um, (laughs) But something like maybe knitting or uh, calligraphy, yeah, I'm down for. But just simply doing something that brings you back in to your body because it's very tactile or kinetic, meaning that there's movement in it. I have a a friend who does hula hooping. Now they don't, they do it strictly for a hobby. And um, I was like, you know, what are you doing? And one day when I was talking to them, they were like, I'm going to a class, you know, for hula hooping. And the instructor does this for, you guessed it, a living. So what she would build, if you're looking at something quote unquote tangible, is she builds um, health in her clients through the use of her hobby, which is her weighted hula hoop. And I just thought that was an amazing thing because I think Gary Vee is right. We need to still connect with being a builder. Now, in the last few minutes I have here, I'm going to switch over to talking about a builder in the digital world. Because say, for instance, you're like, Michelle, I just don't have time. I can't do it. It's just not me. You can still build online. And many people do it. And what they do, I my nephew loves or used to love uh, Minecraft. And I never got the hang of it or the fascination with it until I started realizing that Minecraft is kind of like um, uh, mo- uh, model trains and airplanes and, and the hobbies where you use meticulous tedium to, and I don't want to say Minecraft is tedious, it's not, uh, to build things and you're able to show them off. And when I realized that in this community and group, people build entire cities and monuments and obstacle courses and uh, treasure rooms and all this kind of stuff. And it takes hours upon hours to build. And they gladly show them off and give tours of them. And to me, in the world that we're in today, that is that very much fits into this builder class that I'm talking about and the concept of building something. And so, yes, there are many things that you can do online and not just in the gaming. So, for instance, with me, I build things every day online. I build story and I build um, things for my clients. I build trainings. Right now, I am in the throes of putting together my next uh, live training that's coming up at the end of this month. So I'm knee deep in it. And I'm looking at each day that I can look at something that did not exist the previous day. I just sent something to my one of my accountability partners to take a look at the build out of some of the web pages. And and they're like, wow, you did this all today. And I'm like, yes, I got this done. And it makes the heart merry when you can have something to show for your efforts, when you feel like you're making advancements. And that's one of the last things I want to say before my time expires today. When you build something, you get small wins. When you build something, you get forward movement of advancement. Now am I saying forward movement is always going to be the best thing? No, but it does help because it shows progression. It shows that you are increasing your ability to do something, increasing your skill set, increasing your um uh your your status in 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 life. You get better and better. The other day um I was um uh, doing some research for a book, um, helping a client. And I ended up in this area of YouTube uh, for artists. And I'm fascinated because I, at this time, I I don't have those skills. (laughs) So I'm always fascinated. And I saw this whole little area where these artists will take a picture that they drew maybe a year or just two years ago, and then they'll redraw the picture today, or in the now, and they will put them side by side. And the purpose is to show people how much growth they have had over this time period in their craft. And I'm like, yes, they get it. This is the power of becoming part of the builder class when you build something. This is where that wisdom is. Because when you build something, you have your own monument of progression. You have your own monument that you are a winner and that you are tenacious and that you matter and that you are able to create and exercise your abilities and powers to create. And with this, not token, but this symbol of your power, your greatness, your skills, you also get a reinforcement that you deserve to be here. Think about it. When you break it down to what people, no matter the culture or the location, when you really break it down and look at what gives us purpose, it generally comes back down to what do you do? What do you leave? Um, How do you impact the world? And that's very powerful. That's why in the A part, we talked about asking, what do you do? And it's so hard if you don't really know. And I'm going to say this, as part of this being this embracing and picking up this builder class to build something, whether it's on the tangible side or it's in the electronic side, realize this, that you are able to connect to that part of us that's innately human that wants to produce something um, of note to be remembered, to have legacy, or to encourage or influence our environment. And that is another powerful reason why you want to build something. Now, if you've done what I asked you to do and taken an inventory to see what you build in a given day, and you're you're sorely lacking for something, go to the list of hobbies and possibly start trying out different hobbies to see, is there some kind of hobby where I can build something. And if you're if, if that's not your your cup of tea, then get online and see if there's something that you can do there. If you will remember, as my time is coming to a close, some of the biggest breakout games were in the casual game market and they did not try to wrestle a dungeon boss. They did not try to mount campaigns to burn down fields. They did not try to build a new civilization. Do you know what they all tried to do? They tried to grow a farm so that the zombies wouldn't hit them or eat them. They tried to gather up a whole bunch of candy and, and they were all about building and sustaining a, a a common or easy way of life with a few little uh, hiccups here and there to keep it interesting. And people were thoroughly entertained and fulfilled because they enjoy watching their crops grow. They enjoy seeing the progression and they enjoyed the the path of the builder. So as my time is really up, y'all, I just want to say, Go out and build something. And if you are already building something, reinstitute the freshness of gratitude and admiration. We talked about that yesterday. And um, uh, respect on what you do. And I promise you, you will find that it is going to feed your soul in so many ways that so much other stuff couldn't do just by putting your hands on it and your mind to it. So guess what? My time really is up and I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priests of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! Thank you so much. Please don't forget to check the show notes, uh, like, subscribe and support the podcast. We have links where you can directly support our Patreon, um, Venmo, PayPal donations and even a sponsor on Anchor.